Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Great Iron Blitz right here on Apple Podcasts and Block Talk Radio, episode 190. And today we are going to be talking college football as well as the recap in the women's game, a lot of championships on the line internationally as well as in the Legends Football League. And we're going to recap and preview uh, week one college football and NFL week one. We're going to preview this, this week as well alongside um, Holly Custis and Troy Wilson will be along here in a couple minutes. We're going to touch base on college football today and uh, what happened this weekend. So, um, Holly, are you on? Yes, I am. How's it going? Good, good. How are you doing today, Holly? Good, good. I am on my way to a concert to see uh, Lionel Richie and hopefully Mariah Carey, so I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I bet you are doing great. <laughs> Uh, very entertaining. So lucky girl that you are to go get to see uh, that concert. Um, so awesome. Um, Troy should be joining us here momentarily, but uh, let's just talk college football. We're going to dive into that first so that way we get it out of the way because I know you're itching to have that conversation. So um, Alabama disposes of Florida State 24-7. Uh, to Not a high-scoring game. Uh, Alabama not its usual dominant fashion. So what was your thoughts on Alabama, Florida State? I thought, you know, it's a pretty typical first game of the season. But at the end of the day, Alabama is still Alabama. And I think the biggest story is not necessarily Alabama. It's more Florida State. Um, because not only did they open the season with a tough loss, um, number one team, they also lost their starting, uh, starting quarterback. And mm-hmm. it's going to be – tough sledding for Florida State for the rest of the season. doesn't mean they can't come back and compete, but it's going to be a lot tougher for them where if they had put their starting quarterback, you know, a lot of times when you lose the first game of the season, but their top five teams playing each other, you might get away with being able to lose that first game and come back and still be able to compete for the playoff spot. But without that starting quarterback, it's going to be really tough for them. But, um, Alabama still Alabama until somebody, you know, the Thrones in this year. They're they're going to be on that top spot. Uh, well, you know what? And we, if you hate Alabama at this point, kind of like what you hate, when you hate the Patriots, it's nothing you can do here. You know what I mean? Unless unless they somebody really truly steps up and gets lucky and you know beats them. At this point, it's it is what it is. So uh, Florida State. I mean, you got to give the uh, Florida State defense uh, at least credit for keeping them in the game without having to have a huge blowout. Definitely. Um, I think their their defense kept them in the game. Um, but as you said, I mean, Nick Saban is the best recruiter in the country. And he knows that uh, in order to win in college football, you have to recruit. And year in and year out, he consistently brings in the top recruiting classes, and it pays off because not only can he recruit, he can coach those recruits at the same time. And they, they're going to, I don't think Alabama is going to go anywhere for, for a long time. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon at all. Um, I mean, they just, they played well. I mean, you expect them to beat the, maybe beat them over 30 points or 40 points, but to hold them to 24 and then um, Florida says still putting up uh, 17 points or so. So that's, pretty, you know, credible for them to do, um, given they're two weeks out already. So we'll see w- what Florida State has, you know, for the next coming weeks and see how that's going to affect them. Um, Ohio State, um, 
TJ Barrett throws for, I think, over 300 yards against a Power 5 opponent at this point. So did that surprise you at all? Uh, no. Um, but at the same time, you know, Ohio State didn't play anybody. Uh, so they, the they Hoosiers are nobody? <laughs> Just kidding. Just no, kidding. you know, much much of the chagrin. My my mom is actually from Indiana, but uh, <laughs> no, they're really not. They're they're a basketball school. They're not a football school. Uh, but no, Ohio State. Their bigger test is going to be this weekend against Oklahoma. And, yeah, yeah. And um, so we're really going to know what we have in in Ohio State this weekend rather than last weekend. But no, I'm not really surprised about it because they didn't really play. A, a tough team this week. Yeah, it, I think it was they they had put up what zero points against Clemson in the playoffs, so kind of sluggish, I guess, against uh, the Hoosiers. But they still pull out the win by forty, I think forty nine twenty one. So that's uh, like you said, no surprise there, I guess, considering uh, the Hoosiers are a basketball program, not a football program. Yeah, de- definitely. And you know, the the Big Ten is going to be really interesting this year. Um, I actually would rather put my money on Michigan than Ohio State this year, but that's just me. I have a feeling that Harbaugh is going to have that team turning the corner and getting into the college uh, football playoffs, which would be, you know, I think really good for college football. Um, I think Ohio State is so good, but I think we're going to see a a different uh, team come out of that conference this year. All right. Troy's on here now. Troy, um, you surprised uh, the Hoosiers didn't put up a bigger fight against Ohio State? Well, no. I, I mean, actually, I was more surprised <laughs> that the Hoosiers put up as much a fight as they did. Uh, yeah, I mean, because you've got to reiterate, you know, they are not a football school. Um, not at all. So, but, I mean, they, they have turned out some pretty good talent. And, you know, Kevin Wilson seems like he has the, that, that program going in the right direction. He does get some athletes to run his system. And they can score with anybody. But, uh, no, I, I'm not surprised at the result. All right. So, um, you guys are on here. Let's see. Um, what's the other matchup that I wrote down on my notes here? Uh, UFC, uh, USC, excuse me, uh, beat Western Michigan 49-31. So, um, uh, Troy, it started off here. Uh, Western Michigan is the, uh, the MAC champion. So, um, we, you know, what, what do you think of that, that game? Well, I mean, they were the MAC champion. They were a big-time surprise team. Uh, had a lot of Cinderella moments uh, last season. Uh, most people remember the beginning of the year. Uh, they had that uh, hook and ladder play that they, you know, they won. I believe they beat Oklahoma State in that game. It was just, uh, it was a shocking win, and uh, they kind of carried and took that momentum throughout the season. That's the great thing about college football is when you see teams that ride that wave, and it seemed like the Western Michigan rode that wave all the way through the MAC playoffs, and then they actually got a bowl bid. But I was not surprised at their result because, I mean, let's let's face it, Western Michigan does not have the horses that USC does. But you saw a lot of fight in that Western Michigan team. Um, they still went out and scored a lot of points against a pretty good, uh, solid USC defense, who's really going to be tested this coming up week against Stanford. But um, they put up a pretty good fight. But I'm not surprised at the result. Holly, uh, will you, will you, you know, you give Michigan, Western Michigan credit here. Uh, they, um, USC, I think, allowed two, over 200 yards on the ground to, to a MAC team. So, what does it say for the Pac-12? I think, uh, I think it says a couple things. I think Western Michigan is better than people think, and I, I'm not quite sold on the USC train yet. I know there's a lot of hype riding into this season. They have a Heisman candidate, but I've seen this storyline before with USC, and I'm not quite sold yet. I think they need to. They still have some growth to do. They have a lot of talent, but I think they need to take the next step from what they did last year and 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 uh, uh, have some growth before they can reach the next plateau. Uh, my money is still on Washington and Stanford this year more than USC until USC proves me otherwise. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that that that's pretty solid right there. Um, Troy, Michigan um, takes care of Florida, but not in you know in a big old. It was thirty three seventeen, but uh, the Gators 
probably one of the worst offenses in early in this in this campaign, right? I don't know if he's still there. Troy, are you still there? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, sorry. Um, well, I mean, the thing about Florida is that they haven't, they still haven't replaced Tim Tebow from ten years ago. I mean, it, most people who, who follow the SEC <laughs> in Florida, they've been having quarterback problems since Tebow left. So I don't know if Tebow was a gift or a curse at this point. But I mean, it's ten years that, in. Nobody's made yeah. the nobody's made the call to Jesus, right, to replace him. <laughs> Well, they oh got the God. next best thing. They got they got the no, from up from touchdown Jesus. So <laughs> I mean, he did show up there, and, and and people thought he was really going to go out there and do things. And I'm like, you know, he kind of got unseated really quick up in Notre Dame. So just to watch him struggle, and then they also have Felipe Franks, who was a highly touted freshman. Um, you know, he's got a cannon for an arm, but he he's a young kid. You put him out there on his first game against probably one of the fastest defenses in college football. A lot of people expected a drop-off from Michigan where they led the nation. Um, they were the number one defense in the nation led by Don Brown. And so they lost 10 people from that defense. And they yeah, only brought yeah. that one starter. But then a lot of people didn't understand that, you know, those guys who were backing up those starters from last year, and they, they drafted like eight of those defensive players. A lot of those guys was getting a lot of rotation, getting a lot of run. And so – when it came down to it, Michigan is probably faster now than they were last year, and they were just they completely outmatched an already underwhelming Florida offense. Holly, in this game, it really um, uh, Michigan handing Florida like two two pick sixes, so really made the game like forty-one to three in reality. So it's not as you know not as close as the, as the final score would basically reflect. So uh, really, not a, a no contest really if you want to if you really bolt bowl it down right. Uh, definitely. Again, I I have a really good feeling about Michigan this year, and I, I think one of the reasons why is like Troy said, people just look at it on paper and they're like, oh, they, you know, they lost all the people on the defense. They don't understand that what makes Harbaugh so great as a coach is he creates an entire defensive culture. That's what he did in San Francisco. He turned the team around in a very quick fashion. And the team crashed in a very quick fashion when he left, especially on the defensive side of the ball, because he's really good at creating the culture. And yeah. um, and I think that, you know, defense wins games. And I feel like their defense is, is going to develop and, and continue to get better. And that's one of the things that I always liked about Harbaugh is the team continuously got better. And – so I, you know, I'm not surprised at all. I think Florida has some talent, but like Troy said, they've been struggling the last two, you know, probably several years, really. Um, but I think I think Michigan's just a much better team at this point. Yeah, well, I agree with that. I think that that's the reality. Um, LSU beats BYU, Troy, um, shutout. So what do you know? What do we say about that? Is it is it the BYU offense just not good? Well, I mean, just the same as Michigan, you're, you're talking about they were going against one of the fastest defenses in the nation, LSU, year in and year out, churns out NFL-caliber talent um, at, on the defensive side of the ball. And so um, and it's no different this year. The BYU was just completely outmatched. And then on the other side of the ball with LSU, they were able to score the ball at will. You got Darius Geis, who's also a Heisman candidate. He's replacing Leonard Fournette. And a lot of people think this guy is maybe even better than Fournette. So they went up against a buzzsaw. That SEC is just way too dominant to play against teams, you know, like a BYU who's kind of really built for speed and not so much power. Holly, what's your take on the uh, LSU beating uh, the BYU? I think about the same. I, I think they're – BYU is just overmatched. Um, you know, I'm not quite sure where to place LSU on the mat for this season. I think they're a really good team. But I think it might be one of the seasons for them that it's just going to be a matter of how the breaks fall within the season. One of the great things about college football is anything can happen any week, and the craziest things will make or break a season. It could be as simple as a punt return 
or a fumble, but those little breaks will happen in a, in a championship style run. And so if the, if the breaks happen for LSU this year, I could see them in contention in, uh, in the conference, but I could also see them ending up eight and four and being disappointed. So it really just depends. But I do think BYU is just not – they've had solid years and they've, they've had a great program historically. I just don't think this is one of their years. All right, so Clemson really just a freebie in this week. So uh, Troy, they're gonna they're gonna really uh, test themselves and their new uh, quarterback against Auburn next week, right? Yeah, that's one of those big early season tests that Clemson they are they've they've shown in the past that they're not afraid to schedule. But yeah, they are. They're, they're replacing Deshaun Watson, and and you know right now they're ranked pretty highly because they do recruit very well. And the expectations are still sky high for the defending national champs. But again, they are bringing in a new quarterback, and so they're going. You know, they're they're going against an Auburn team who is just as fast as they are. Auburn is not afraid of their speed. Auburn has just as much speed out there. And so this is going to be this is going to be the biggest test for the, for for that new offense for that offense. And over the years, even though they've had supreme talent on offense at the wide receiver and running back position, the Achilles heel for LSU. Is, has always been the quarterback. And so are they going to be able to get that kind of production at, 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 at a big moment? All right. So, uh, Holly, Wisconsin struggled early against Utah, but they, they get the, the 59-10 to 10 win. Um, so what do we say about them early on here? Wisconsin is kind of a, a wild card for me. Um, you know, I think they still had a solid win. Um, I think that the Big Ten is going to be pretty top-heavy this year. You're going to have Ohio State and Michigan, and, and Wisconsin's going to be in that mix. But I think they're a little bit – they're about a half step behind those first two. So I think Wisconsin is going to make some noise, but I'm not quite sold on them making a playoff run. Um, but definitely, you know, if you're able to be the Utah team, Utah is never an easy team to play. Ever. They, they just always play hard. They've done a great job of developing a culture in which no matter what year it is, even if Utah is great, even if they're not great that year, they will never stop coming at you. So it's still a really good, solid win for them, but uh, we'll see how that uh, carries into the rest of the season. All right, Troy, uh, Mason Rudolph. I mean, this guy played awesome this weekend uh, from some of the highlights I saw as well. And he threw over, I think, 300 yards, 20 of 24, and about three TDs in the, on the air. So um, what does it say about Oklahoma State right now? Uh, more of the same. I mean, these guys, are all they're always fielding a powerful offense. That Big 12, I mean, they have to keep up with all the points that's being scored in that, in that conference. And so they are no different. I mean, Rudolph has, has vaulted himself even higher into the Heisman talk early in the season. And then you can't forget that they have that huge target out there, James Washington, number 28. This guy has been making plays all over the field. If he would have came out this year, he would have been the first receiver drafted. He's that good of a player. I just think that they are extremely explosive. But their their season always hinges on defense. Are they going to be able to get some production out of that side of the ball because they flat out haven't made any plays, but it kind of goes, again, right along with that Big 12 conference in, in itself. Holly, we got Oklahoma, pretty easy sort of uh, easy win against UTEP, but they get to face Ohio State. So what's your thoughts on uh, Oklahoma? I think uh, Oklahoma could play spoiler this year. I I really am at the point where I almost want to say that they're going to uh, upset Ohio State. I think if this game was in Oklahoma, I think they would. But I think it's going to be very hard for them to go into the shoe and, and try to um, get that win. But I think Oklahoma is an actually solid team. They've been steadily increasing their recruiting, and I think they're 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 right on the verge of having a great season. Um, so if it doesn't happen for Oklahoma this year, I think it's going to be next year that they're going to be very good. Um, but it's definitely a good step for them. Troy Baker Mayfield, I think 19 of 20. This is more of a scrimmage, and, and I think they put up almost 35 first downs from my notes here. 
Um, so, I mean, going into against Oklahoma State, is are they going to be like on a letdown here when they face up against Oklahoma State, given the easy win that they just had against UTEP? I'm sorry, I, my phone it was breaking up a little bit. Can you repeat that? Sorry about that. Yeah, no, uh, I was saying uh, Oklahoma, given the uh, the easy victory against UTEP, uh, Baker Mayfield playing so well with, uh, I think, 19 out of 20 and 35 first downs by the Sooners. Uh, I'm saying is against Oklahoma State, are the, is this is, is this going to be a downer for them? Because if they don't play well against Oklahoma State, this is this was kind of like a non-faxing game because they could literally just get on a high just because they had a 57 to, 56 to 7 win against UTEP. Well, yeah, and and you know, it, it's it's going to be a bigger test for him. Obviously, I mean Baker Mayfield is no stranger to the to the big stage. Played in the champion in the uh, playoffs. You know, a couple of years he has some great backs, and and but he lost some weapons this past year. Samaj P. Ryan is no longer there. Joe Mixon is no longer there. They also need some production, and they, and the biggest loss that they probably sustained was actually losing their their head coach Bob Stoops in the off season, which was a huge surprise to anyone who who's familiar with that program. I mean, you just when you said Bob, when you said Oklahoma, I mean at this point now you, you're synonymous with Bob Stoops. He's been there so long. And he walked away unexpectedly. So how are they going to get that leadership? And they're, they're going to take on the new identity of their head coach. Is he going to be able to get them over the hump that they couldn't get over last year? It's got a lot of play over here when when they go into the horseshoe in Columbus this weekend. I'm definitely going to be there to watch that one. All right. So uh, Holly Auburn will obviously, you know, easy win. I think it was 41-7 to over uh, Georgia Southern. So uh, at this point, it's Auburn-Clemson. So what, how do you see Auburn against uh, Clemson? I am going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to call the Auburn upset. And because I feel like Clemson is still a really good team from last year, but I, I feel like they're kind of due for a letdown from the championship, and I feel like this could be the game because Auburn is, is fast enough to give them a lot of trouble. Um, and I think Auburn is going to be very hungry uh, to get their name in the in the hat for uh, early playoff consideration, so I'm going to go out on a limb and and, and call Auburn. All right, so I'm with that. I think that's a good a good uh, analysis there for it. Um, Troy Stanford uh, didn't even play this week, which is a good thing, I guess, for them. They're probably still you know waiting for. I guess this is their their Australia break, right? They get a, they get a break from coming over, but the um, so how do you see Stanford? Well, yeah, Stanford's got to go up against that, go down to LA and play USC this weekend. So they're definitely not going to get a break. They they have they're probably their biggest toughest game other than the Cal game at the end of the year. So this this is going to be a huge test for them early in the season. You get a division match matchup in the Pac-12. It are you know how are they going to fare on the offensive side of the ball? They're replacing Christian McCaffrey over there. You know, you do have uh, Keller Christ. He's coming. He, he's coming back. They're going to be the same as they usually are. They're going to pound and pound and pound, and they may hit you with some crisp passes running the West Coast offense. They're, and they're going to play tough defense. Are they going to be able to keep up with this, those USC athletes? Because nowadays Stanford has just as many great athletes on that side of the ball. I love watching the geniuses play. And I, I can't wait to see this game on this weekend. All right, Holly. So um, you were talking about Washington earlier. Um, I think they they got a big win. I think thirty to fourteen over Rutgers. So um, you're thinking they're going to be a factor in the Pac-12, huh? I, I do. Um, I think that uh, kind of like Harbaugh, Chris Peterson is really good at developing a, a culture, and they've recruited very well the last few years. Uh, since he's been there, and I think that their their defense, even though they lost quite a few people to the draft this last season, that uh, I watched a lot of those backouts develop, and I think they're going to be just as good, if not better, in the long run. And um, I think I'm leaning more towards Washington and Stanford to compete for that uh, top spot in the conference. I think USC has the talent to do it. But I, you know, the last few years, USC has, oh, USC has really always had talent, to be honest. So it's going to be more of 
are they going to be coached well enough to be cohesive enough to make a run at the title? And so because of that, I'm leaning still more towards Washington and Stanford. USC can completely prove me wrong this year, but until they do, I'm still leaning that direction. Hey, Troy, uh, Virginia Tech uh, taking, off, uh, taking out West Virginia. That was a pretty uh, tough game. What does it say about Virginia Tech here in the mix for the, for the playoff you know, picture as we're going forward? Oh, man, this says a lot, man. I mean, that, that program is going in, in the right direction. They got, you know, they they got a new coach up there. This is his second year up there. Um, they're starting a freshman quarterback. This looks like the old, the Blacksburg of old. Um, you can see the excitement that, that's going on there. And that, that game was probably the best game of the entire college football weekend, by the way. I mean, what an exciting game. Other than, of course, the Texas A&M just debacle from USC, but I mean, UCLA, but that was right along with it. Just, I was watching them back and forth. But you got to love how Virginia Tech is still playing that that same old Beamer ball where special teams comes into play and they play solid defense. But they look dynamic again on offense, unlike we've seen since Michael Vick. So, Holly, coming up in week two here, um, which I know you got to go before seven here. So, coming up before week two here, we have – some key games, and obviously the schedule in Week 2 seems pretty weak because a lot of the ranked teams are playing pretty much non-conference or nobodies. Um, for example, Alabama taking on Fresno State. So that's kind of like, really? So can Fresno State beat the Tide? It's probably a big no. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, was that good or what? That was good. I thought it was good. Look, that's 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 worse than that's worse than. Uh, I was trying to hype it up. I was trying to hype it up in a good Howard. way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to hype it up not in a even, good way. Like... <laughs> not not even if they had David and Derek Carr playing football, playing quarterback for them in Fresno. There's no way Ooh. that they're going. Alabama's going to lose that game. <laughs> okay, so we got to move on. Let's move on because obviously that's that was just kind of bad. I, I, that was a bad journalistic even point of view. <laughs> All right, Alice. Let's go talk Shenandoah uh, versus LSU. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, let's go there. Um, Oklahoma versus Ohio State. Uh, Troy, what are we looking at there? Five against two. Oh man, just that's the unknown. It's um, you know, how are they going to fare in this big game under a new coach? But you know, they still had that same quarterback back there, Baker Mayfield. He's the man. But at the same time, JT Barrett, he's back for Ohio State. They're both very experienced at the quarterback position, not so much at the skill positions. Which one of these young teams are going to make the biggest mistakes? I think it'll come down to that. Right now, I would like to say I'm going to say Oklahoma, and simply because I can never pick Ohio State for anything because I don't like Ohio State. But I'm just going to keep that real right there. All right, Holly, so your takes. I know uh, we're all taking Alabama over Florida, uh, Fresno State, so that's kind of a given already. So um, why don't we go, um, let's see, uh, Oklahoma Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, uh, Troy already dealt with. We have number 24 versus number 15, which is Notre Dame against Georgia. I'm going to go with uh, Georgia, but Georgia's interesting because they also lost their quarterback, and so they have uh, true freshmen in from. Turning, um, but I think he he has a lot of potential. It's going to be a tough test for him to play Notre Dame in his first game, but I, I still am going to go with uh, Georgia. I think they have more horses on both sides of the ball. All right, Troy, Louisville t- taking on North Carolina, um, University of North Carolina. So, um, Tar Heels here, do you think they can surprise, or is this just an easy win in week two for Louisville here? Well, it's I wouldn't say it'd be an easy win, but I think, you know, you're bringing back the defending Heisman Trophy, Heisman Trophy winner. You're a pretty good set of quarterbacks. So he, he's, he's it's not going to be – North Carolina's not going to prove that much of a test for him. They can't score with, they can't score with Louisville. Louisville's going to win in the last round. All right. Um, I'm not going to joke about hurricanes or anything like that, but technically all the Florida teams are playing out of state this weekend, so that's a good thing, I guess, in a way given the hurricane uh, coming up in southern Florida. Miami will take on Arkansas State, and then you got South Florida taking on Connecticut. So there's really just like two games that we really need to pay attention to, right? I mean, it's like 
the whole week two schedule seems kind of like easy wins for some of these top ten, top top schools. Uh, besides Oklahoma, Ohio State, and then Georgia and Notre Dame is probably the only two key key matchups this week, right? I still think Stanford USC is going to be a good game, and Auburn Clemson, but those four, yeah. Okay. All right. So um, I think you can also the, you also have to you also have to throw out there you got that Penn State versus Pitt. That's a rivalry game out there in the state of Pennsylvania. That's definitely going to be a big game out there. If you want to see college football with a little bit of bad blood in it, check out Pitt versus Penn State. All right. So, um, Holly, what is what is the key matchup that everybody should be watching for for you that you're going to look forward to? You said it's going to be the, the Pac-10, right, or Pac-12? Um, so, obviously, the, the Pac-12 matchup of the week will be Stanford-USC. Um, I think, uh, you know, if you're looking nationally – uh, Troy brought up Penn uh, State in Pittsburgh. That's going to be a good one. Uh, you know, kind of like you said, most of the other games are pretty run-of-the-mill. I think those uh, few games that we mentioned are really the top ones. Um, I think as far as the, the Pac-12, it's a Stanford USC. Washington State plays Boise State, which would be interesting. You know, Washington State got a win, which is great, because the last, I don't know, three or four seasons, it seems like they – have horrible starts and then finish very strong in their seasons. So for Washington State to make the next step, they really need to start their season off strong. So I think um, that should be an interesting game to see how they're doing. Um, And then also Hawaii at uh, UCLA, we'll see how your team does. I mean, that comeback was was pretty incredible. But UCLA the last few years for me has always been Jekyll and Hyde. And so I don't yep. know. Do you think um, do you think they're going to fall flat against Hawaii, or do you think they'll be able to use that momentum? I will be very mad if they fall flat. Just very mad. <laughs> this this should be. A, They've this, been kind of. I mean, yeah, exactly. So I, I I think they it's a winnable game. It's just I don't know how well they'll they'll do, but um, I don't mention UCLA a lot here because they're not really relevant <laughs> until <laughs> maybe the middle of the season at this point, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think they should win. It's a winnable game. They should win it, but we'll see how it goes. Um, Troy, let's get into the NFL uh, and go into it Thursday. Big game here. The Pats taking on the Chiefs. And so uh, Brady, Alex Smith uh, and company. So I'm I'm assuming at this point, early in the season, the way they've looked in the preseason, both teams, uh, I would have to give New England the edge here and thinking maybe they will pull out the win uh, at home. Well, both teams are dealing with some serious injuries. Um, uh, Spencer Ware for Kansas City, he's out for the season. Julian, Julian Edelman for um, for New England, he's out for the season. So they're dealing with some losses. But, you know, if you tell me that Belichick and Brady, they're going to be in the same game, definitely going to have to pick with the Patriots. I just like the way that they look, and they're incorporating Brandon Cooks, a new weapon that they got out of New Orleans. They're incorporating him in the offense, and they look seamless out there, man. So they look like they already have a good connection. Gronk is back healthy. No, They don't have an answer for that one. You know, you got Kelsey on the other side. He's right up there in the echelon, just, you know, a little bit tier lower uh, for KC. And, you know, then we, it is are they going to be able to replicate some of the big plays that they had last year for Kansas City? So that, that's some of the questions that have to be answered. But I'm, I, I would definitely have to go with the Patriots at this point. All right, Holly. So we got Patriots, Kansas City. So um, same question here is: Are we going New England or are we taking Kansas City here? Uh, we're going New England. Um, you know they uh, lost Edelman, but um, you know, like uh, Troy mentioned, they do have Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks played at Oregon State, so I got to watch him play in college, and he has ridiculous speed especially in the middle of a game, the breakaway speed he has is, is pretty ridiculous. So if um, Brady is able to get him the ball, he should be very explosive for them. Um, you know, but I still i am leaning towards the Patriots. I mean, I don't think Kansas City has enough to, to beat them in this game. All right. Um, let's go into Sunday then, since we're going into Sunday. What is the key games you're looking at, Troy? Is it Redskins-Eagles? 
that's the one that stands out for me for Sunday. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're starting off the year with a division rival. Yeah, man. You, I mean, that you can't get any better than that. I mean, that's but that's like that in the NFC as well, cause, you know, the Giants playing the Cowboys for me, of course, but I'm being a homer here. My eyes are going to be turned right to that Redskins-Eagles game. You you saw the Redskins really struggled on offense after having a huge banner year. Kirk Cousins almost threw for 5,000 yards. He threw for 26 touchdowns. But this offseason, they looked a little sluggish. Um, Deshaun Jackson, he's no longer here. Pierre Garçon is not here. You know, how are they going to fare with all the new receivers? Uh, you still have Crowder that's coming back. and You, you want to see how they're going to get better. Um and then on the other side with the Eagles, Carson Wentz. This would be his second year. Um, everyone that watched him play liked the progress that they've seen over the years. They, everyone feels like that this guy, he's hes the next great quarterback in the NFL. So, you know, you'll see this will be the year of whether or not he has that sophomore jinx or he actually takes this next step to the upper half of the quarterbacks in the NFL. So it's going to be an interesting game. You love to see how these guys transfer the, transfer their experiences to the next year. Uh, Holly, let's uh, get your picks here or get your uh, insights here before we let you go. Um, Peterson returns to Minnesota as a saint. Interesting on Monday night. Yeah, that should be interesting. It should be interesting to see how, you know, how he's received and how his production level is. You know, Peterson, somebody that he's, in my opinion, one of the best running backs to ever play. Considering the amount of injuries he has endured and continued to get back on the field, I think he's always been very impressive to me. Um, but it should be a good matchup, um, you know, to see how see how he messes with with the rest of the Saints. And uh, but I'm yeah, that's a definitely interesting matchup. I think I'm also interested in uh, Green Bay against uh, Seattle because that's a playoff uh, implication game right off the bat. And I think that game will be very key in the NFC uh, for both sides. You know, whoever wins that game is going to have a lot of momentum uh, carried into the rest of the season. So that's a big matchup, too. And I also want to see Tennessee um, against Oakland because you have two quarterbacks coming off of great seasons and disappointing injuries, and it will be interesting to see how those teams are doing um, you know, at this point. And then I want to see my Niners against Carolina because that's just going to be a fun game to watch. You know, even if even if we don't win, I just want us to be competitive. But I think, you know, Carolina has so many weapons, it's just going to be a fun game. Yeah, Niners, Panthers, uh, I'm with you. I think it's going to be pretty interesting given the changes that the San Francisco has done. Uh, look to see what the, um, you know, how that's going to turn out. Um, I am looking forward to Rams Colts, and uh, given the fact that a- Andrew Luck is not playing, we have a lucky chance of winning. <laughs> so that's uh, it right there. Um, so no, I- I'm hoping Golf and Company will do a great thing. Uh, uh, Watkins, uh, you know, uh, Cook, and everybody there. Hopefully, they get the offensive going. I just want offensive production. I just want some scores. Even if we don't win the games, uh, we need to see some firepower. And uh, given the Colts' state of mind right now, we have a good chance to win. So we could have in the uh, NFC West, we could have uh, Seattle, Niners, Rams, and even, I think, Cardinals all winning this weekend. So that'll be exciting. Definitely. Um, Our division kind of needs it because, you know, the last year or two, it's really been the Seahawks, and then we've all, the rest of us has kind of sucked, to be honest. So the yeah. rest of the three, you know, the rest of the division, we need wins. <laughs> All right, Holly. So I'm going to go yeah. on the limb here. I think Jay Cutler beats the Bucks this weekend. I think so too. As much as it pains me to say, I, I just, I, uh, it's really hard for me to root for Cutler. I'm, I'm more rooting for the Dolphins more so than Cutler. But I, I think you're right. I, I think they're, they're a better team, top to bottom. Go ahead, Troy, before I interrupted you there. Uh, sorry about that. I was going to say that um, um, with the, they, they had to cancel that game because of the hurricane. 
So that right. that's that's that was a big relief, man. So I was I was glad that they canceled. They were talking about playing it tomorrow night, but then they just decided to go ahead and cancel the game. So was it Cutler's fault or was it the Hurricanes' fault? Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man. <laughs> He's not ready to go. He's not ready to go. I don't know if he came up to the podium and said, uh, "Hurricanes are right behind me. I don't think we're able to play the game." We're <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next week. <laughs> oh boy! All right, um, Holly. I know we gotta let you go because you gotta go to the concert. So I don't want to have you to last minute. So, um, so we will touch base next week with Holly Custis and see if Holly's Niners overcome the Panthers. Uh, my Rams taking the Colts, and um, the game that I'm really looking forward to is Redskins Eagles. So I really, uh, I'm really looking forward to that game. So Holly, um. Do you have the th- uh, the three part series? So anything else coming up, or can we still go dive into the three part series that you're working on? Um, so I had a very interesting week this week. My car died, and I got a new car. Um, so congratulations! Uh, I had thank you. I had to put off some writing for a bit to take care of that. Um, so you probably will see the next installment. I'd say uh, on Monday. Um, and then that's really been what I've been working on the last couple of weeks here, besides obviously normal work stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's all on my side. Awesome. So, uh, go ahead and give everybody the blog, the blog site so they can go check it out. You can also check it out on our Facebook page on the feed. And it was about uh, a week ago or two weeks ago, go through the feed as well. And you can always go to Holly Custis, um, I believe Holly Custis athlete, right? On Facebook. Uh, yes, yeah, so um, you can find it on my blog, which is relentless21.wordpress.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Holly Custis. I also have a fan page under Relentless21, and you can find it under Twitter under Relentless2121. All right, so uh, Holly, have a good time at the concert. Safe travels out there. Be safe, and we'll touch base next Tuesday and see how uh, week one turned out in the NFL, and then how week one, uh, week two in college football, um, we'll get results on that and, and see what the rankings look like. So have a great time at the concert. Thank you. I will tell Mariah Carey you said hi. All right. Yeah, I love Mariah Carey. She's awesome. <laughs> All right, yes, she is. Yes, she is. <laughs> All right, Holly. Have a good one. Enjoy the concert. All right. So, Troy, we're not going to go to the concert. <laughs> Bummer. Anyways, so we're stuck here doing our thing. You know what I mean? It's like, um, so let's oh, yeah, dive into def- I- Legends Legends Cup 2017. So uh, I know you got Mariah on your on your head just like I do, but we're gonna have to just sway from it a little bit. <laughs> got you. <laughs> uh, both our wives would not appreciate that. <laughs> just, just a little bit of FYI there. <laughs> Oh boy, I think we just got in trouble officially because it could be replayed. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. Uh, we're gonna get spanked bad. <laughs> Anyways, she has a great voice, so that will be my comeback. She has a great voice, so like, what? Yeah, what, what do you I want me to do? I just wanted to see her after her new. I just wanted to see her after her New Year's Eve performance that she had when she just left off the stage. I thought that was awesome, man. Could have done better than that. <laughs> And you remember that vividly, I can tell. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh boy, uh, we just got we just got in trouble officially. That's just the way it goes. But uh, that's okay. I've been married 19 years. So it's not. There's no beating that I haven't had already, as my. <laughs> gotcha. And not survived. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go down under. <laughs> To be to be exact, down under uh, gridiron <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> Let's go down under gridiron Queensland week three. And ever since uh, uh, Christy Moran went to the Bayside Ravens this year instead of the Logan City Jets, lo and behold, we have the undefeated Ravens three in a row, three and zero. The Ravens uh, started off the the uh, season one victory, forty four twenty eight against the Thunder. Then they go into week two, uh, relaxed. <laughs> uh, they, they, they basically just, they've been winning the whole time. It's like they're just coming away. Um, 28 to zero in week two. And then 
Now they come back week three, 24 to 12 against uh, the champion Gold Coast Stingrays with Lauren Evans and Kanisha Sims. So uh, the Stingrays fall to one and one. The Ravens are three and zero. So uh, Troy, you get an MVP caliber star that played in the WFA plus in the World uh, Games, and she was an NB multi-time MVP previous seasons in this league. And all of a sudden, uh, given the Ravens' defense of last year, how they played really good defense, now you put an offensive scoring machine on their team, and lo and behold, you're undefeated, three and zero in this in this year's campaign. Yeah, I mean when you put it when you put a team together like that, and you feel like you can strengthen uh, what you had perceived as a, a, a sort of a weakness, and you get to strengthen that. I mean that also that bodes well for everything that you're doing after that point. So you just you know you want to be that dominant team, and they set put themselves in a position to do just that. Now uh, Brisbane, we talked about two weeks in a row. Now they were zero and two. Uh, Brisbane, uh, the Rhinos, brand new team. And so they lost uh, 22-8 week one against the champion Stingrays. Then they go through and they end up getting uh, the Ravens beating them down 32-0 in week two. And this week, they're heart and soul. They rebound and they get it done. They get it done. First win of the season, 28-6 offensively assaulting the Jets, Logan City Jets, which you never get to see to do that. Uh, so the Jets fall to one and one. The, uh, the Brisbane uh, Rhinos win their first game, one and two. Congratulations to Alon uh, Tula out there. Uh, she is the recipient of – she's the first female coach of the Rhinos, and she gets her first win of being part of the Rhinos. So congratulations to her. So this is, this is great news for the Rhinos because they are able to rebound after two weeks and get a big win against a top-caliber team, which is Logan City, uh, Gold Coast, and obviously uh, Bayside. So if you can beat any of those three teams, that, that speaks volumes for your program. All right, I think we might have dropped off Troy here, so we'll we'll see if he comes back um, in a little bit here because he might be uh, in a connection issue. So uh, Brisbane, like I said, winning right here. Uh, 28 to six against Logan City Jets. Week four of Great Iron Queensland. We're looking at this right now, September 9th. Uh, the Rhinos one and two will be taking on Spartans 0 and two. And the Spartans have not played very well since the beginning. They've been shut out in week one, week two. They only are able to muster one touchdown. So this is a game that uh, uh, Sun- Sunshine Coast Spartans need to really muster up and try to take on the Rhinos. So two teams here really looking the rhinos are going to be looking for uh, back-to-back wins while the spartans are trying to snap uh an 0-2 start and trying to see if they can get their first win of the season then you have the thunder the thunder is coming into play versus the gold coast stingrays one and one so the thunder also uh they lost to the ravens 20 uh, 44 28 uh on that uh on that first week and then uh they get obviously they get the big win 50 to 6 against the spartans but their biggest test of the season will be against Gold Coast Stingrays. Same thing uh, right here, uh, Ravens, 3-0. They're coming undefeated, and they're going to be taking on Logan City, who just got beat by Brisbane. So um, big test for Logan City here against the best team in uh, Great Iron Queensland, and can they um, muster up. So Briscoe and company, they need to step up this week and see if they're able to uh, overcome uh, the um, Moran-led Ravens um, uh, Bayside looking for 4-0 start at this point. So that's going to be pretty interesting um, situation going on there. So um, we got Troy back here. So, Troy, uh, I'm saying this coming week, September 9th, uh, Bayside's going for 4-0. So they're feeling great. They've been putting up double digits uh, over the time, and they're going to be facing, obviously, uh, the Jets, who are always a pretty good team, uh, uh, Bresco, the quarterback. So now we're week week four in this in this campaign. Uh, we're going to start to separate, as I say, the men's from the boys. At this point, the girls from uh, the women, you know, girls from the women. So now we're going to start to see in, in another two weeks here in this uh, Great Iron Queensland who is going to be the dominant squad going towards the playoffs. Yeah, and those those two are already always um, you know in the uh, tops in those leagues in, in that league, and uh, 
So whenever they face off, it's always pivotal. And and you're right. This is what you call one of those springboards. So it's it's almost to the point where it could be win or take all because they will have the momentum going into the playoffs. And you expect both of those teams to kind of compete for that. Yeah, so um, Jets have put put together, like I said, a, the loss against Brisbane, um, maybe injuries. I haven't had my notes yet, yet, but the loss against Brisbane was probably some injury issues as well. So, But uh, coming into this play, this is going to be their biggest test of the season so far uh, into week four. They will see how, you know, they can face the Ravens at this point. Um, because coming going into week five, uh, they take on the Thunder, and then the Spartans take on uh, the Stingrays. Stingrays uh, getting, going up against the Thunder here. Big test for both of these teams. One and one uh, on either side. Who's going to get the victory? The champs, right here. This is their biggest test of the season for the uh, Gold Coast Stingrays. They're one and one. They if they fall to the Thunder, it says a lot about them. If they if they win, they obviously you know back to some form. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, we'll look at that in 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 terms of next week. So uh, updates are going to be on Twitter and on Facebook. Keep it up on there. Great down New South Wales. We'll stay in uh, down under week one. It was the UTC Gators kicking off the season uh, against the North Sydney Rebels, and we're looking at a 22-14 to 14 Gator win. Uh, these two teams will meet once again in week two, so it's a back-to-back matchup game. So, Troy, you've played back-to-back weeks with a certain team, but when you play back-to-back weekends, uh, it sort of gives you this bitter feeling where if they only lost by a touchdown, uh, the Rebels just really, really in their hearts were thinking we're in this game, and somehow they just – fall short yeah i mean you know you 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 know you wish you get to the point where you're saying what are you what are you doing wrong and it has to be some of the little things that they're missing and when they get to figure that out you know they'll start to you know finish some things where they didn't you know um have the best result the last time so you expect them to you know kind of figure out where they've gone wrong where they could have slipped up in these puts you know and put themselves in position to get more wins so September 9th, UTC, UTS Gators will face once again the North, uh, the North Sydney Rebels. Rebels looking for a rebound win, and if they can get it, that would be very impressive given the fact that they only lost 22-14 to in week one. The Gators much improved this season, so, um, so th- that speaks volumes for them. Uh, the, the champs, the UNSW uh, Raiders uh, with Stacey Spears and company, uh, they edge Northwestern Phoenix. This is a rematch of the 2006 championship, 12 to 6. Uh, Northwestern Phoenix falls to 0 and 1, while the Raiders uh, obviously get their first win of the season, 1 and 0. So week two, it is the Raiders taking on the Act Diamonds, who are playing uh, in interleague interleague with the uh, North, North um, the NSW League here with Great Iron New South Wales. So uh, the Diamonds get to face against the, the Raiders, and we'll see what the matchup is. And then week three, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be Raiders, Rebels. Depending on the outcome of week two with the Rebels and the Gators, going to say a lot of, about this uh, new Sydney Rebels team going up against the Champs. And then the uh, Phoenix, and uh, Phoenix, North Phoenix, Northwestern Phoenix taking on the Gators in week three as well. So that's going to be a great matchup, anticipating week three at this point. That's why I wrote it down, because that's going to be kind of a clash of the whole league there and, and where the standings go forward. All right, so uh, Gridiron West did not report in, so they start in October. Uh, we'll keep tabs on that. Uh, thanks to Gridiron Down Under for all the updates and insights as well. You can catch them up at, at Gridiron on, Down Under on Twitter as well. The uh, Finnish Championship, the Maple League Final, Helsinki Wolverines taking on Helsinki Roosters. The champs, Roosters coming in after a 22-0 to uh, semifinal win and victory, while the Wolverines – Barely edged the uh, um, the Russian team of the uh, Valkyries seven to six. So Troy, um, this is huge because this Wolverine team was battle tested. They get into the final by one point, while the Roosters kind of cruised in here. And all of a sudden, here you go. The Wolverines show their might and they uh, uh, edge uh, the Roosters seventeen to six in the final, and they earn the 2017 Maple Championship. So it's got to speak, speak well for the Wolverines because they, they were battle-tested in the semifinal and they come in here knowing that they had a fight on their hands against the champs. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what they, you know, the saying is steel, sharp, and steel. And, and that's, the, that's the exact case here. 
um, you know, whenever you get a chance to play against the best and you beat the best, then that means you become the best. So they came in there ready to go and, and it showed in their play. Yeah, and, and you got to give credit to the Roosters. They played tough, uh, former champs. They were looking for back-to-back championships, just not going to happen. And so uh, they, uh, congratulations to the Helsinki Wolverines. Uh, you can check out our Instagram. Um, you can check out all the winners there of this weekend's championships worldwide as we went from Australia to uh, we went to Finland and then uh, obviously uh, New South Wales. So check it out. And then uh, Jessica Hopkins uh, gets – her second Legends Cup win um, as a Seattle Miss out of three tries. And so, uh, Troy, we said it. It comes true. Uh, it was a close game. Uh, there was some uh, amazing things happening. So you're going to see Legends Cup broadcast this coming next week. Uh, but if you saw it on Twitter when we were doing the coverages, um, Seattle Miss with MVP, and you called it, Troy, the bull. The bull was the factor. MVP. Seattle, 37-28, they beat Atlanta. Mess with the bull, you get the horns. Man, I'm telling you, man, she, she's a great player. And, you know, when when you have a great player, they show great moments. And, and she definitely does her thing. Um, you know, congratulations uh, to the Mist. And congratulations to Atlanta also. Great season. Um, but yeah, I mean, you kind of expected that. I mean, their biggest stars usually show up. That's the veteran team over there, and that's the veteran player. So, you know, definitely congratulations to them. I'm not, I'm not surprised even in the slightest. And you know what, Troy? We we analyzed it last week, and you said it as well, and I said it as well. Atlanta had to come in with an, with their A game, and they did come in with their A game based on their output, based on keeping it close. I mean, ten points is commendable for them in their first championship. And looking at all the stats, we won't know until next week on the actual, you know, uh, but given the notes that we had from uh, City Bank Arena, uh, it was a close game all the way around. And then at the end, there was, uh, there was the edge. And the biggest factor, obviously, was uh, Stevie Snore coming through for it. Michelle Angel wins her, her Legends Cup um, journey woman that she was uh, with L.A. and everywhere else, Dallas. And all of a sudden, Jade Randall, how do you award – Last year's MVP with a Legends Cup. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and congratulations to Jade also. Um, you know, great great football player. Has a great range of just remember that, that catch that she made, um, you know, last this matter of fact, this year um, in the playoffs. And, you know, just stepping up the way that she does. Huge receiver. She's like the Megatron of LFL. So just a great player, fun to watch. All right, so Troy, I mean, uh, Seattle, two out of three now. Uh, we 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 all thought the bliss was going to be here, and somehow that that didn't happen. So um, the question really is, where does Atlanta go from here? They've already smelled championship glory. Um, where do we go from here? And then we can't uh, say enough about uh, Lauren Ziegler, the uh, Hall of Fame inductee for 2017. Played her heart out. Just unfortunately gets, you know, they get hedged in the final uh, versus a, lot, a team that had so many weapons. But uh, where does Atlanta go from here after, you know, all the seven losses against the Bliss, all of a sudden they finally get here and they lose again. So where do they go from here? Well, you know, Atlanta has to be the shark in the water. They have to, you know, now that they had a little taste, had a little nibble off of that, that big fish, now they want to go back and hunt it. So Atlanta's – they they took a step up this year. They they slayed the beast in uh, in Chicago. So now it's the next step. So are they going to be able to hone in? I just hope it doesn't take. If they are going to do it, I hope it doesn't take them, you know, three seasons uh, to sort of get over the hump. But you know, when you get there, you get there. But I just think that they have to have that shark in the water, that blood in the water um, mantra going into this season. All right, so Seattle's not going to change much. I can tell you that right now, given everything that's going on. Um, congratulations to uh, um, congratulations to um, Hopkins, Jessica Hopkins, on her send off with the championship, with the cup. Um, so a great pioneer should be in the Hall of Fame either next year or the year after. Um, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame after all she's done for the Seattle Miss from the ground up to the beginning, from 2009 all the way down to 2017 two championships 
says a lot of volume. So Justice Hopkins, hats off to her for her outstanding career. So we'll, we'll get to see who Seattle kind of changes up. But uh, overall, I think they're still going to be the same team to beat next year. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, so any uh, updates on Germany, I will get them up to you on Facebook, uh, on our Facebook page, as well as our Twitter page. So cha- the cha- uh, Ladies Bowl is going to happen on 923. And the uh, Women's Football League, the uh, Legends Football League style in Mexico, completed their grand final as well. And the Chihuahua, um, Ch- Chihuahua Troyanas took care of the Toluca Red Devils, uh, 48-8 to in a blood in the championship game. Toriana undefeated. They finished the season in perfect uh, condition. Uh, Red Devils had a more of a 6-3 to three, um, season, and they just, at the end, could not muster the win. So, uh, Troy, right here, this is the example of this team, Troyana team, was basically just looking for the, for the title. They were undefeated all season, and when they got to the final here, this is kind of a statement game, 48-8, they, they just punched it in. They wanted it more. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you, you go all that way and you do all the work you did, but you did in the off season. You come and all it all comes together during the during regular season. You know, you breeze to the playoffs. You know, you got to finish it up, and they did. And you know, it, it definitely feels sweet to sit back and savor on that one. Those girls will never forget that season. All right, so guys, uh, we're looking forward to next week college football week two. Uh, Holly should be back with us. Troy should be back here. Uh, week two, we're going to get NFL week one. Pretty exciting. This Thursday, Patriots take on Chiefs. Uh, marquee game for me, as I said, was uh, basically Philly versus Washington, which uh, Troy's chomping at the bits to watch that and hoping that uh, Washington comes across with the win. Uh, we're going to get the Rams against the Colts. you got Niners against the Panthers. Uh, don't forget, everybody, follow us on Facebook uh, at Great Iron Beauties, on Twitter at Great Iron Beauty. And as well as subscribe to our podcast here on Apple Podcast and on Block Talk Radio at the same time. Support the uh, project as well, No Joke Football Project. Uh, you can go to zazzle.com forward slash gridiron beauties. Check out everything on there. Save up to 25 to 30% off daily. Use the special code. You can get tees, hoodies, leggings, uh, and everything else that you can figure out there. Um, so use the, the codes daily and get yourself some cool gear. Um, if you do uh, buy some gear, Please share it on our social sites so we can share it and showcase uh, the awesome gear on our social sites. So, uh, Troy, I don't know, uh, looking forward to uh, week two college, NFL week one. We're here. And on the clock, Troy, between now and the end of Sunday, we'll see if Kaepernick's on a roster, which if it doesn't happen, then Holly's on the, on the clock because it's week five. I man, I know. I, I and the crazy thing is, I've seen quarterbacks getting signed this this week. I'm like, man, he's this guy got signed and not Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah, looking good for me. I looks like I might. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't wager too much. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Coming. Just chocolate chip cookie. That's all. That's all you owe everybody. Chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> We're all good. Uh, so yeah, so you know what? I'm with you. Like we talked about before, I really think it's going to be like you said. Um, in season, it's going to be an in-season issue where somebody goes down, uh, and they're going to be forced to probably come up with the with that. Um, so we'll, we'll see where he ends up at. I mean, between now and week 16. But uh, overall, week one is here. We will not say anything about this until next Tuesday because week one is over. So if he doesn't get signed by next Tuesday for as for whatever reason, and obviously uh, Holly's on the clock until week five. So we'll just keep our you know keep our promise of mentioning it here. And week eight is my gig, so we'll go from there. Um, so, Troy, anything else uh, that you uh, can dive into the fans here and let them know about college football, the week two that we talked about? What are you looking for to week two? Well, the biggest college football game for me right now is uh, Ohio State versus Oklahoma. You know, this could be a revenge game for Oklahoma where Ohio State went down to Norman and they performed just great. They just dominated that game. You want to see how Oklahoma is going to equip themselves, equip themselves once they get up there at the horseshoe. And then, you know, with bringing in a new coach, this is his first big game at the university. And, you know, you want to see how they fare, but that's the big game. So, guys, I'll catch you here next Tuesday right here on the Blitz with Oscar Lopez, uh, Troy Wilson, and Holly Custis. Uh, make sure you download our podcast. You can listen to it anytime. And you can also listen to our past podcast uh, featuring Nkishi Free. Um, and so, uh, 
You can check it out on our Apple podcast and get the links on our Twitter and Facebook page. So, uh, Troy, I think it pretty much does it for us. Pretty exciting coming up week one NFL and college football. So, uh, looking forward to it. Oh, it's the most magical time of the year for me, man. So this is this is where I, this is what I love. So yeah, I'm definitely excited. I'll be with you guys soon. All right. All right. Have a good night, Troy, and everybody else. Catch us here next Tuesday for right here for the Great Iron Blitz right here on Apple Podcasts and on Block Talk Radio. Have a great night, everybody. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.